Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life natural approach to health and the life-altering results you can get by making easy changes to your diet and daily routine. Well, welcome to Nutridomic Nation, where we talk about nutritional-based healthcare technology and emerging trends related to your genetic health. And so welcome to today's episode. We have with us a very special guest. We have Dr. Piper Gibson. So Dr. Gibson, she's a board-certified doctor of natural medicine and is also a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and specializes in children's neurodevelopmental disorders such as ADHD, tics, Tourette's, anxiety, SPD, and autism. So welcome, Dr. Gibson. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dig in today. Awesome. So first question I love to ask all of our guests is we want to get to know you a little bit. So what, what can you tell us about your background? Why did you choose healthcare as a career and how did you get started? Yeah, well, I did not get started this way. Um, nine years ago, my oldest son was diagnosed with a neurological tick. Uh, one day he was fine. And the next day he woke up twitching, ticking, uh, clicking his heels together, all sorts of just symptoms that had really never existed before. And honestly, as parents, we were terrified. Uh, and started our journey in the conventional model, doctor after doctor, we saw 10 doctors, we saw, we used eight different prescriptions. And it wasn't until we stepped out of that conventional box that we started to see changes. So I actually, out of desperation, went back to school, relearned every single thing I thought I knew about health and wellness. Um, I earned a doctorate in holistic nutrition and went on to become board certified in natural medicine, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I also specialize in nutrigenomics, but it has really just become my passion to help families just like mine get their children back. Awesome. So yeah, a lot of good reasons there. And, and as it's very common to have a personal story, a family member or something with your own health there. And so that's something we find common with a lot of people that, uh, that we talk to that are in healthcare. Now, tell us a little bit about why people are seeking your help. I mean, are they at a loss? Um, are your, you their last resort? Um, have they tried other, other ways that just didn't work? I mean, what are some of the common things that you're seeing out there? Yes and yes. So a lot of parents, there's actually a really good study out there um, about parents and children who receive a diagnosis. And something about like 50% of parents whose children receive a diagnosis feel grief and loss, and they feel helpless. So a lot of parents have been through this struggle that I have been through where we've tried all of these doctors, we've tried all of these medications, and they feel frustrated and they're hearing other parents like myself out there talking about, we used functional lab testing, we used nutrigenomics, we used diet, we used nutrition. All of these things which as parents, most of us are being told diet doesn't matter, you know, looking at a stool test doesn't matter, your genes don't matter. And so for the most part, I am kind of that unconventional, out of the box, parents feel frustrated, overwhelmed, they're scared, and they're looking for a different approach. Awesome. So uh, you're, obviously your specialty is, is, is something ADHD, autism, um, and obviously you've had personal experience that with your, with your own son. 
So what do you tell those families that are seeking your help with when, when they come with some of these conditions and what can you do for them? Well, you know, I feel like when your car, your check engine light comes on, you don't just ignore it. You take it to the mechanic and you hook it up to diagnostics and you really find out what's going on. If the mechanic walked around your car and looked at it and said, looks good, need some gas, go home, you'd probably be furious. Yeah. And I feel like that's actually the approach we're taking with our children, especially with their chronic illnesses. Looks good on paper, you know, here, take this pill and go home. And for the most part, when I'm working with those families, I'm letting them know that, you know what, there is a different approach. We want to look at what's going on in the gut, what's going on. Maybe you have food sensitivities. What's your diet like? We're going to look at the body as a whole, instead of just focusing on, oh, you know, something's wrong with your brain. Well, I want to know why is something wrong with your brain? What's going on that your child is experiencing these neurodevelopmental issues? So it's really about digging deeper. So when you dig deeper and you talked about some testing, what, what's the testing like? What are some things that you're looking for? I love stool pathogen testing because it really gives us a good look at what is going on in the gut. Are there pathogens? Are there opportunistic bacteria? Do they have inflammatory markers? And most of these children that have these neurodevelopmental disorders have systemic inflammation. Um, so if that is kind of coming from the gut, affecting the brain, for every one signal your brain sends to your gut, your gut sends 10 signals to your brain. So your gut has a lot to do with your health. Um, we find a lot of kids have food sensitivities. So food sensitivities are a delayed reaction, whereas an allergy is an immediate reaction. And they may eat something on Monday and be having a reaction on Wednesday and they don't associate the two. And then I also love nutrigenomics. For us, nutrigenomics was really the key to unlocking the path to healing for my son. We had done all the other things. They were working, but we were still having some lingering effects. And when we added in that nutrigenomics, it was the aha moment. So talk about nutrigenomics for our listeners. I mean, obviously it's a title of our podcast, Nutrigenomic Nation, and we may have some new listeners who don't really know what nutrigenomics is all about. Can you kind of give us a, just give us a general description of what nutrigenomics is all about and, and how you use that in your, in your practice? Yes, nutrigenomics is basically the study of genes and nutrition and how you can optimize nutrition by knowing your genetic status. So I tell my clients this, if you had a house that had a crack in the foundation, you would do everything you could to fix that foundation so that you could keep living in that house. And our genes are very much the same. They are foundational. What can we remove and what can we restore the body with in order to optimize our health by looking at our genes? So it's not things like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. It's how can we reinforce your foundation so that you can have optimal wellness? Awesome. So what are, what are some common things that our listeners could do that are nutrigenomic related that can help optimize their health? Well, you know, really following an anti-inflammatory diet is one of the best things you can do for your genes. I see a lot of kids with genetic SNPs that really cause them to have chronic aggressive inflammation. So eating a nutrient rich diet, things like uh, leafy greens and healthy meats, omega-3s, very uh, anti-inflammatory. So following a really nutrient-dense diet is really important, but knowing your genes, you can really refine that. So let's, let's go back a little bit and talk about autism, ADHD. And, and I don't know, uh, you know, I haven't looked up statistics. I don't know if the numbers of diagnosis are growing or if we're getting better testing or we're just becoming more aware of what autism is and what, what to look for. 
But obviously, there's a lot of people out there looking for help. I mean, uh, you know, my best friend, his son was tested on the spectrum. But outside of seeking your help, what are some families, what should they be looking for? What can they do nutrition-wise that, um, and you mentioned anti-inflammatories. Are there other things that they can do to maybe just help with, with the root of the issue? Yeah, so epigenetic-wise, there's a lot of things. Following an organic diet, we see that people who switch from a standard diet to an organic diet see a huge decrease in glyphosate in the blood within five days. And that's huge because a lot of these children, they can't detox and they are toxic. Looking at removing toxins from the home. So many of us do not realize the toxins in our home, like dryer sheets and laundry detergent and scented soaps and these Glade plugins people have everywhere. They're toxic. So really focusing on those epigenetic factors, those outside influences on your genes, things like pesticides and herbicides. What are you spraying in your yard? What are your neighbors spraying in their yard? and looking at how you can make whole body changes for your children. It sounds like a lot of things, and it sounds like it falls in line with what we've heard before um, from a lot of our guests is avoiding a lot of the things that are just toxic and dangerous to us, and, and not all of us realize that these are around us. And that's true. We live in what I call a toxic soup. It's the most toxic time period in history. There's tons of chemicals on the market that are being used that have really never been tested for the toxicity and the, the effects that they're having on our body. Uh, women in general are exposed to over 250 chemicals just getting ready in the morning, makeup and hair and all of these things. So we're not, we're not looking at all of these underlying factors that are impacting our health. Yeah, and that's, that's something certainly we should be more, more aware of. So we, we talked about nutrigenomics, we talked about anti-inflammatories. Are there any, any type of, I mean, you mentioned some foods. If someone was going to the grocery store today, what, what should they avoid picking and putting up in their grocery cart? And what are some things they should definitely put in their grocery cart? I always recommend to my clients that they shop on the outsides of the grocery store. Focus on the meats, the fruits, the vegetables. Stay away from dairy and gluten and eggs are actually pretty inflammatory. If you have a child who has leaky gut, all of those foods may actually bother them. And that's one of the reasons I love food sensitivity because we know we can look at that. But focusing on that outside, staying out of the inside aisles where we are looking at the processed sugar-laden foods that are extremely inflammatory. They have no nutritional value. They have chemicals added to them to make us want more. They have chemicals that stimulate our brains and our neurons, and they really be toxic to a lot of kids. So stay on the outsides, avoid the insides. Is that, I mean, I've heard this before, and I don't know if this is a myth. I want your opinion, but are the foods on the outside of the aisles, those healthy foods, are they more expensive than the processed foods that are in the center of the grocery? They're really not. If you are looking at avoiding all of the junk in the middle, like if you think about all of the $4 boxes of cereal you're buying, you can buy a pound of of organic potatoes for $4. So if you're looking at the difference, you just need to cut out the, the middleman and stick to the outside. And it's really not. And a lot of times, especially if you're looking at things like um, what sales are going on, what's in season, do you have a farmer's market? We have a great farmer's market. We can go get some fresh produce. So looking at other options, other towns have things like co-ops that make it really affordable to get healthy nutrient-dense food. Yeah, I, I mean, I love farmer's markets as well. And so uh, those are definitely popular around, around here and a uh, great place to get not only just food fright from the farm, but also organic foods are, are sold there as well. 
one of the things you talked about, I think you've touched on this already, and I don't know if you've used the term or not, but you said on your website, you have a devotion to bio-individual whole body health. I mean, talk about what does that mean? Bio-individual means that we are just as unique on the inside as we are on the outside. There's really no one size fits all approach. Every protocol, everything I'm doing with my clients to help them get their children back on that healthy path is going to be different based on what we're finding with test results, based on connecting the dots with their health history and their symptoms. Were they C-section babies? Were they breastfed? We are really looking in depth at those individual factors so that we can come up with something that is personalized and individual to that person. And I found that for us, that was really the factor. When we could put it all together in that individual approach, we saw powerful changes. And that seems, um, you know, that's, that's, that's something I've learned recently in talking to guests on this, on this program, talking about all these different factors that play a role into our health. And a lot of them are kind of pre, even before we were born, you know, what, what our mother was eating and, and how we were born and, and all those initial things when we were very, very young are still playing a role in our health today, especially like in our, in our gut and our biome. I mean, it's, that sounds like what you're saying there. Yeah, that's really true. And there's studies going on where we can look at mothers who smoked or grandmothers who smoked, not while they were pregnant, but before, and how that has really altered that genetic makeup of children and grandchildren, where you can really see what generations before impacted us. And right now, you know, our great grandparents were eating more of that healthy diet. They grew it on the farm, that kind of thing. But now we've been eating this garbage standard American diet. What's that going to look like for our children's children? So it seems like we're, we're learning a lot more about, you know, what is affecting our genes. I mean, again, most people feel like, oh, my genes are, are locked. I just inherited them. I'm predisposed to this. And they don't understand this whole epigenetic layer and all these different factors that play a role into our health. I mean, this is, I mean, are you excited about this science and, and all these discoveries we're finding around epigenetics and nutrigenomics? I really am. I think it's really fascinating. And I think we are just at the prime time of cutting edge science and creating individuality for people. And I think it's going to take a long time for that to really seep into the conventional model. I mean, translational medicine studies show it takes 30 years for things to actually get into practice. But when you have alternative practitioners out there on top of it, looking at the studies, looking at the information, that's where you can really step outside and, and look at the different options. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it too. I mean, there's, there seems to be new studies coming out all the time related to different epigenetic pathways in, in our body. And so it uh, looks like it's got a lot of hope. I'm hoping our program can speed up that, that time frame a little bit uh, from 30 years down to something um, as, as we talk about it and make people aware about that. So uh, I'm glad to hear you're, you're excited about that. What I guess our last question here is we're wrapping up. If our audience wants to get in touch with you or follow you, how, how can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I am at www.regenerating.health, so not .com, .health. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Regenerating Health. I actually have a private group for parents whose children are struggling with all of these neurodevelopmental disorders. So you can find me, you can reach out to me in those areas, and we can talk about what you need. Awesome. That sounds very, very helpful for people. Like I said, there's a lot of people out there looking for some, some guidance and some assistance and everything that you specialize in. So 
Really appreciate you being on our program today. I've loved this discussion. I hope it's been beneficial for all of our listeners. I, I know it has for me. So from all of us at Nutridomic Nation, I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. And we hope you join us next time when we discuss another topic related to your good health. Thank you so much, Dr. Gibson, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>